This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. It looks like the virus crisis has peaked in Europe and automakers are looking to restart production. The Volkswagen Group is figuring out ways to ramp up production. We already reported on how Seat would test workers for COVID-19 in Spain, and now VW is opening up its plants in Slovakia. VW says it's employing about 100 protective safety measures to keep workers healthy. Next week, it's going to open plants in Germany, Portugal, Spain, Russia, and the U.S. And Skoda will restart production in the Czech Republic next week. On top of 80 safety measures, the company modified the way that staff shuttles operate, changed procedures whether people can congregate, like at the factory gates, as well as how working hours are recorded. Meanwhile, in the United States, there's something of a controversy brewing over when to start production. Toyota, Tesla, Hyundai, and Volkswagen announced plans to slowly ramp up production in the first week of May. General Motors, Ford, and FCA also want to resume production around the same time. They're asking some workers to return next week to prep work areas for restarting production. But UAW President Rory Gamble says it's too early to restart production. About two dozen UAW workers have died from the virus, and the union leadership says it's too risky to start so soon. And this is going to be interesting to see how it plays out. If the non-union shops successfully get going with no additional virus cases, there's going to be enormous pressure on the UAW to allow production to resume. And could the virus crisis convince more people to buy a car instead of using mass transit or ride-sharing? That's what some experts think. With the pressure to maintain social distancing, and most people more than willing to do it, very few people want to get on crowded buses, trains, or subways. Bloomberg reports that in the first two weeks of April, Cars.com found that 20% of people searching for a car said they didn't own one and have been using public transportation or ride-hailing. In the U.S., ridership on public transportation is down 70% due to the virus crisis. As we reported earlier this week, General Motors even shut down Maven, its car-sharing business. China wants to dominate the EV industry, but it's not going to do it with subsidies. Instead, automakers are going to have to do the subsidizing. Last year, China cut EV subsidies and sales dropped immediately. Now, Bloomberg reports China's going to cut subsidies by another 10% this year, another 20% next year, and 30% the year after that. Yet, it's keeping its mandate in place for automakers to hit specific market share targets for EVs. So they've got to sell them or else. And wait, it gets tougher still. The subsidies that remain will only apply to cars that cost less than $42,400. They also have to have a range of at least 300 kilometers or have swappable standardized batteries. And China will phase out those subsidies once EV sales hit 2 million vehicles. Analysts say, This is going to make it hard to sell EVs in China and could especially hurt Tesla and Volkswagen since they invested so heavily to sell electric cars in China. 
Well, here's something that we didn't expect. Europe topped China in sales of EVs in the first quarter of the year. According to PwC, the top five European markets, Germany, France, Italy, Spain, and the UK, registered 79,300 EVs during Q1, which was about 2,000 more than in all of China. However, China sales dropped by more than half in the quarter due to the coronavirus lockdowns, and those restrictions are easing at the same time that lockdowns in Europe remain in place. So PwC expects China to retake the lead in EV sales later this year. Even so, over the next few years, analysts say it's going to be a neck-and-neck -neck race between the two regions for the EV sales crown. How do you piss off the rich? You mess with their money! Several Bentley owners, including Ralph Lauren, were none too pleased when the automaker announced last year it would build 12 continuation cars of the 1929 Team Blower race car. Only four of the originals are around today, and one of them sold in 2012 for about $7 million. But the owners are worried these new replicas will devalue their cars. Bentley points out it talked to a lot of people about the continuation cars, and the vast majority were excited about them. Plus, they're not allowed to be painted in the same color schemes as the originals. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires. Your journey, our passion. We were smitten by Hyundai's sleek prophecy concept car, but we figured it was never going to make it to production. Well, we were wrong. It's getting the green light to go ahead. Hyundai's head of design, Song Yup Lee, told the Auto Express there will be a production version of Prophecy coming after a production version of the 45 concept. This is the 45 concept, if you don't remember it, a wedgie electric SUV that was shown last year. Both of these vehicles ride on a new EV platform that will spawn a number of vehicles. But Mr. Lee says they'll all look and function differently from each other. The thing that will tie them together is the lighting. The pixel lamp lights that we see on the Prophecy is going to be used on all of those vehicles. Speaking of new vehicles, here's the long wheelbase version of the all-new Cadillac Escalade, the ESV. While it's nearly 16 inches longer than the standard length Escalade, they look pretty much the same. The accent behind the rear door rakes further forward, and the rear doors are slightly larger. Cadillac says orders for the new Escalade can be made online today, and they're scheduled to start hitting dealerships later this fall. And no doubt you've seen these wheels from Mini before, but did you know they're called Corona Spoke Wheels? That's eh, not really the best name in today's environment, so Mini is making a name change. This wheel design will now carry the name power spoke. I've been test driving a Genesis G70 all this week, and all I can say is, you better watch out, BMW 3 Series. Genesis has got you in its crosshairs. From a size, packaging, and even styling standpoint, the rear-drive G70 hits all the hot buttons that would directly appeal to a 3 Series buyer. There's a reason the sedan looks like it was designed and developed in Europe. The top designers and engineers at Genesis are European. And this is not some kind of cheap knockoff. It is a well-crafted car. The interior is a bit busy, but it also shows off the craftsmanship that went into this car. All the gaps between the buttons on the steering wheel, the console, and the instrument panel 
are only one millimeter wide. The leather wrapping on the IP and steering wheel is meticulously placed. The diamond-shaped quilted seat and door inserts are perfectly stitched. Even the lip of the cup holder bezel is intricately tooled and turned. Under the hood, it's powered by a two-liter turbo, which is very well damped down from an NVH standpoint. It develops 252 horses and 260 pound-feet of torque, and all that power is directed through an eight-speed automatic that bangs off the shifts with alacrity. The G70 feels very well balanced between the steering, braking, and chassis. It's a car that encourages you to toss it into a corner. The base price of the G70 is about $36,500 and comes well equipped. The one I drove had the prestige trim level, which adds almost $8,500 in options, including some things that I'd expect to be standard, like heated front seats and parking distance warning. Put it all together along with a nearly $1,000 destination charge, and the price comes to almost $45,000. It's rated by the EPA at 25 miles to the gallon, but surprisingly, it doesn't have a NHTSA safety rating. Maybe that's because Genesis only sold 12,000 G70s in the U.S. last year, which is about 1,000 a month, and NHTSA doesn't crash test low-volume cars. Overall, I really like this car, but question whether it will pry people out of their BMWs, Mercedes-Benzes, and Audis. After all, the G70 fits in the prestige segment, where brand heritage counts more than good design and engineering. And Genesis has a ways to go to burnish its brand image. And with that, we wrap up this week's worth of reports. Thanks for watching AutoLine Daily. We'll be right back here again on Monday. Wards is the industry leader for news, data, and analysis. That's why companies across the globe subscribe to our premium service, maybe even your own. Log in for subscriber access now. Check your company's intranet for details and rely on wardsauto.com to keep you informed.